How you doing? Good, good, good. <clears throat> well, uh, we're excited about fall season is here, and uh, summer's almost over. Still beautiful weather this weekend. I don't know how much more it'll keep going. We'll take it till the end of October, eh? <laughs> yeah. That's uh, wishful thinking, I know. But, uh, but uh, yeah, we're moving into the fall and excited about that. Uh, lots of things rebooting, relaunching. And uh, we've got, uh, we're going to be moving into some... some uh, some series this fall. I don't want to give out too much um, about where we're going. Want a want a little little bit of surprise as we go. But uh, uh, one of the one of the series that we're going to be doing this fall, and uh, just waiting on the Lord for the timing on it. But one of the series we're going to be doing this fall, short series, is going to be called "Future Proof Your Life." We're going to be talking about um, things to come, about end times things. Uh, we're not going to do too deep a dive, but we're going to we're going to jump into the jump into the water and uh, and talk about what what can we expect in the days ahead and how can we be ready for it. So, uh, so that's one of the things that we're going to do this this fall. So. Hope you uh, stay engaged, stay tuned in. Welcome to those who are online with us today, and uh, um, glad you're glad you're here with us. That way, we uh, we hope many of you can be joining us uh, live in the in the near future. Um, so today's launch Sunday. Today we celebrate uh, all of the you know the work. Um, that, that many of you do in ministries in our church or in our community and highlight many of the kinds of ministry that we, that we do together for, for the sake of uh, the kingdom of Jesus. And it's, uh, it's also a, an opportunity to reconnect. Um, it's normal every year for us uh, as, as a church and other churches to kind of gather people back in after the summer as we've been visiting family and doing the things that we do in the summer, um, but this year we're also still, um, you know, gathering back. Hello, I cut out there for a second. Gathering back from the post-COVID funk that a lot of churches and businesses have been experiencing, um, and uh, and so yeah, we we want to invite you back, and I'm uh, again talking maybe more to those that are watching online. Come on back. Join, join back in with us in person. Uh, we need you. You need us. Um, and, uh, and we want, as you saw when you came in this morning, those that are here, we've got some stations out there just highlighting many of the ministries that we do as a church. And, uh, and some of our leaders are going to be out there standing some of those signs and uh, just give an opportunity for you to ask questions about what some of the ministries are, what they do. And, uh, and we've got some refreshments in the lobby uh, after the service. We want you to not rush away. 
um, but take the opportunity to, to, to check out what we've got um, you know, displayed out there, but also talk to somebody you haven't talked to in a while and, uh, and reconnect, right? We're, we're a family and, and let's, let's catch up. But today we want to we wanna talk about um, where do you fit? We are a church. Seems like a silly thing to say on a Sunday morning. Right? We are a church. And what that means to most people is that we, we hold regular religious worship gatherings on Sundays. But if that was all this was about, I would not be giving my life to church leadership. Gathering for worship on Sundays is a great highlight of my week, and I hope it is for many of you. But being a church has always meant more than being a holy huddle of those who are already saved, who are already rescued, who are already followers of Jesus. Jesus sent us out with a mission, and until that mission is done, and it won't be done until the trumpet sounds and we go with him from this world, right? Until that work, that job, that mission is done. We are all called to give ourselves to the purpose of seeing the kingdom of Jesus change the city that he has planted us in, right? One life at a time. And carrying out that mission, it takes, it takes money, it takes hard work, it takes us putting our shoulder to the wheel and giving and serving together to get the job done. It takes sacrifice from all of us. Jesus came in sacrifice. He came to give his life for us. And then he called us to step up and give our lives for others. It takes sacrifice to see the mission move forward. And we're all called to that sacrifice. I'm so thankful that, that so many of you have lived that way, right? Have, have every week, week after week, month after month, have given, have served, have, have done what it takes to get the work of the mission done for years. And for us to be effective, we don't just need everybody to do some stuff but we need people to be doing what they are called to do. Right? We all, we're all different in this room. Some of, some of us are more different than others. But we're all different in this room. Right? And, and we all have... Different things that, that God has wired us, made us, given us passion for. And if we just plug in somewhere and just do something, then, then there, there will come a time when we might get a little 
frustrated with what we're doing because we're not wired for it. But we all need to find a place where we do fit. I would suggest that maybe some people who've been hesitant to jump in and serve over the years, it's been maybe because you don't know where you fit. And that's what we want to talk about today. Where, where do I fit? Where do we fit? We're going to read through a couple significant, um, couple significant scriptures that talk about us fitting together. The first of them is Ephesians chapter 4. So if you ha- it's going to be up here on the screen, but if you want to follow along, if you have Bibles or Bible apps, Ephesians 4 starting in verse 11. So Christ gave himself, Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers. So five different aspects of church leadership, of church kinds of church leaders, right? So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service. I'm going to pause here just for a moment. The passage says that the job of our church of church leaders and pastors is not to do the work of the ministry. Um, there are churches where that's the mindset. When there's stuff to be done, oh, pastor, we hired you to do it. Right? That's what, that's what you're paid to do, right? You, you're supposed to do it. But the Bible says that our job is, is to equip the people of God to do those things, to do those works of service. And, and uh, to, to mobilize, to encourage, and to help each of us find our fit, find our place. Where do we belong in doing the work of the kingdom? Um, why? Well, let's go on and read. So, Christ gave these leaders to equip his people for works of service so that, everybody say, so that. So that. Here's the reason why. So that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Right? So that what that says is we're not going to reach maturity unless we're engaging in ministry. If we're not mobilized into ministry, we will always be stunted in our maturity. That's what that says. So that we can reach unity and maturity, right? Uh, read through the, the rest, and then I, just a couple more things to, to say. So then, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ, From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up as each part 
does its work. We're not meant to spend the game on the bleachers. This passage says that, that serving in ministry of one, is one of the ways that we become mature and complete. And one of the big ways that we, that we come into unity. There are times for all of us when we need to take a break. There are times when we need to pull back. There are times when we need to visit the bleachers because we just need to rest and retool and refuel and refocus. There's times when we need to take a break. But we're not meant to live life on the bleachers. We're meant to be in the game. And if we have a heart to see Jesus known in our city and in this world, then we will work to make him known. We'll engage in the work of ministry. Um, and this passage also says that, that being disconnected from our place in serving in ministry um, leaves us vulnerable like an infant floating on the sea. That's a pretty graphic picture, isn't it? Ezekiel, want to go for a swim? <laughs> Don't think so. Right? Being vulnerable like an infant tossed on the waves. Shark bait. Right? Falling prey to crafty deceptions of the enemy that creep in when we live on the bleachers. Because here's Here's what creeps in, is we start to think about they instead of we. And there's something that we feel should be done by the church. We start talking like, they should do this, and they should do that, and they should get their act together, and they should this, and they should that. But there's no they, folks. It's we. It's we, and there's all kinds of things that we should be doing, we need to do, we need to do better, but we can only do it when we do it, when we all jump in. Instead of firing shots from the bleachers, we get in the game, right? Not mad at anybody today, right? I'm just saying, we all need to be in, in the game. There's a calling on all of us. There's safety in working together. And our unity comes, Paul says here, from working together. We are not going to be unified when, when eventually we all have the same political opinions because we're not going to all have the same political opinions. 
We are not going to come into unity when we start all thinking the same about the things that are going on in the world around us. There are some things that the Bible is really clear on that we need to be clear on. There's some things that the Bible is not so clear on and we need to be careful about insisting that our other people think about it the same way we do. That's not where our unity comes from, folks. Paul tells us here that our unity comes from working together. Imagine this. Jesus had on his team, he had Roman sympathizers who had sold out their people to the Romans, and he had zealots that were part of a terrorist group trying to tear down the Romans and kick them out of Palestine on the same team. Do you think they came to unity around their political or social ideas? No. But they came to unity around the mission of Jesus. They laid those secondary things aside and said, we're going to make the mission of Jesus primary and we're going to pull together and we're going to go in the same direction because the mission of Jesus is more important than all this other stuff. And as they pulled together, they, they found themselves in walking in lockstep unity for the sake of the kingdom. Folks, the same thing is possible today if we put first things first. And we get off the bleachers and we get engaged in the game. When a church begins to feel divided, I would suggest to you that it's lost its sense of mission. And it's time to retool. It's time to refocus. At our Vision Connection meeting, um, two Wednesdays ago, um, we talked about this saying, Sorry, I can't remember if I put it on a slide or not. So I'm going to sneak ahead and see if it's there. Yep. Um, and I, I, I worded it a little differently on that, on that night because I didn't have the actual quote. But, uh, but here's the actual quote. It's not so much the case that God has a mission for his church in the world as he has a church for his mission in the world. The mission is not made for the church. The church was made for mission. So much the case that God has a mission for his church in the world as he has a church for his mission in the world. Here's, here's and we talked about this a little bit on that, that Vision Connection meeting. Here's, here's what that's saying is oftentimes what we, what we do is we say the organization of the church, that's, what's, that's really important. We have to protect that at all costs. 
You know, being evangel is the most important thing. And, oh yeah, we've got, we've got a mission to do. We've got some stuff we're supposed to do. But being evangel is the most important thing. But this statement is saying being the, the mission, the moving forward of the mission is the most important thing. And, oh yeah, God gave evangelists one of, the, one of the arms to get that done. We've got some other arms in the city working away at this too. But being evangelist is not the most important thing in the world. Getting the mission of Jesus done is the most important thing. And when we get that backwards, we start making important things that are not important. We start valuing things above the mission that should not be valued above the mission. We start getting comfortable in just being evangel. Our identity becomes evangel instead of the mission. Right? All right, another, another passage, and we're, just, we're, not, we're not going deep in this today, folks. We're just touching down on it. But uh, just going to read through 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 to 20. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, no matter where we come from or no matter what our background is, we are all given the same one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not and I, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. We all have a place where we belong. It's different than where someone else belongs. And it's vital to figure out where we fit. We don't figure that out by looking at other people because they might be a nose. Right? And you might be a spleen. And looking at someone else and saying, well, I, I need to do it. Do I, do I need to do what they're doing? I don't know if I like that. Or... I want to do what they're doing because I like that more. But, but it's about finding out where do I fit? What has God called me to do? So, for a couple minutes, I want to, I want to just walk through. I'm going to do two more things before we're done. I'm going to walk through some of the teams that we have in our church. And, uh, and just talk, just shine spotlight on them quickly uh, as we walk through them. 
And then I want to do a quick thing about how, how do I figure out where, where I fit. Okay, so a couple more quick things before we're finished. Um, <clears throat> so, Kids Jam team happening downstairs right now for our kids ages 4 to 11, 5 to 11, 5 to 11. Thank you, Pastor Graham. Uh, Kids Jam team downstairs Sunday mornings. During the service, they have the full service time, music, crafts, teaching, um, right? Uh, Little Jam team is our nursery team that happens also same time downstairs for kids ages 0 to 4. Um, We have Elevate Youth Team. So does our youth ministry usually on Sunday, Sunday evenings at 6. Uh, skate park team. That uh, is one of the opportunities we have in the city to go out and make a difference in the city by, by just being a, a presence there. Um, connect group team. We have connect groups that meet through the year. Uh, these, are, these are vital. I don't have time to go too deep into this this morning, but but our connect groups are so important, such an important part of the life of our church, and, and we want them to become more and more important as the time goes on. Um, we need connect group leaders, because we want places, when new people come into the church, we want to plug them into connect groups, but we don't have enough connect groups uh, to, to, to necessarily find a place for everybody, so we need connect group leaders. If you'd like to... Uh, talk to me about what, what that looks like or, or how we do that, that would be great. Alpha team, we have Alpha starting in a week from tomorrow. Uh, we've got a number of people involved and engaged in that. Uh, this is an opportunity for people who are maybe unchurched. They don't go to church anywhere. They don't really know who Jesus is, but they're open to, to you know, exploring Jesus. Um, this is an amazing opportunity. Pastor Graham talked about it at the beginning of the service. Where, uh, and, and so we need some people to help out. We've got a, a good team growing. Um, we need some people in the kitchen for that if you want to help out. Uh, our worship team, somewhat self-explanatory. We need, we need some musicians. We need some singers. If you've got some musical talent you've been hiding, let us know. Um, our tech team, uh, do some great work in the back there that help us to... Uh, uh, they uh, help us to do what we do up here. Um, our care team. Kathy has been leading our care team over the last year, and uh, she's been doing a great job helping us to connect with some people that are, um, you know, maybe shut, shut in because of health, or uh, maybe they've had a surgery and, and we need, uh, um, you know, to provide a meal and that kind of thing. She's actually got something out there, I think, today. If you are interested in helping with food in any of those things, we want to we wanna know that. Um, but we want to build our care team. We want teams of people to be able to connect with people and, and go visit when it's needed. Uh, if you've got a, you know, just a, a caring, pastoral kind of heart, let us know. Let Kathy know. We want to we wanna see you be a part of that. Our host team in the lobby on Sunday mornings, helping people to feel welcome as they come in and providing coffee for them and, and uh, just connecting with them at the Welcome Center and, and those kind of things. Um, our breakthrough team is our altar ministry team that prays for people after the service. Um, our our uh, prayer team, we have people who pray throughout the week for, for things that happen, prayer emergencies, 
Uh, we meet here on Sunday evenings. We're going to be starting again tonight, if you want to join us. Sunday evenings, other than holiday weekends, Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock, we meet here and pray. Um, facility team. Um, uh, Mark is help, helping us, uh, you know, just grow a, a team of people who are able to help with some maintenance around the building and do different things. Uh, if you're handy, men, if you aren't handsome, you better find you handy, right? Uh, if, you, if you're handy, guys or gals, um, you can help us there. Kitchen team, um, for events that we have and things that we have, we need a, a dedicated group of people that are willing to work in the kitchen and help us, uh, you know, make those events happen. Terry Fox team, again, Kathy is uh, uh, helping us to gather things throughout the year and just be a blessing to, to our neighbors across the street. Discipleship team, this is one we want to build. We've talked about uh, how discipleship needs to be more core to what we do as a church. And so uh, we're going to be building a team of people that just help uh, uh, kind of veteran Christians, people who have been around for a little while, get connected with new Christians and help them in their journey to learn and grow and, and find out what it means to follow Jesus. Um, our admin team, if you want to help us with doing some administration, uh, you've got some administrative gifts, uh, we need some help in that area. And outreach teams, we've got a, a number of things going on already. I think there's maybe one more. Um, uh, yeah, just a number of things, but we want to see that grow as well. want to find creative ways to reach out in our city. Maybe something that you're Maybe some hobby you have. Maybe something you're passionate about. Maybe a bridge connecting point to help us reach into an area in, in our city. Um, and then our mission team has kind of been on hiatus because of uh, COVID, but uh, uh, at some point we're going to be sending out a team again, I'm sure, um, internationally to, to go and serve. And so there's just a, a sampling of many of the teams that we have. So your question might be, wow, that's a lot of stuff. Where on earth do I fit? Maybe you fit on that list. Maybe you don't even fit on that list. Maybe there's a passion in you for something that we're not doing yet. And our job is not just to take everybody and shoehorn them into some place on, on this list so that everybody's doing something and all this stuff gets done. Our job is to, to help you find out where do you fit. Maybe there's something you're passionate about that's not on this list and you come to me and say, Pastor, what about this? And we can resource you and encourage you and equip you and help you to be empowered to do what God has called you to do. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't it be amazing if the vision for our house was the collective callings of everybody in the house? Everybody to be empowered to do what they're called to do. Where do you fit? How do you figure that out? Well, I want to just quickly walk you through a word some of you know this one, shape. 
What is your shape? We're not getting too personal here. Don't worry about it. Right? What is your shape? S meaning spiritual gifts. What are your spiritual gifts? The Bible talks about spiritual gifts. It's a whole big list of them. Right? Some people are, you know, God has made you. He's wired you. He's given you gifts to, to, to be prophetic, to, to speak into people's lives with a, with a word from the Father's heart. And some are, are gifted by God to, to, to be helpers behind the scenes, to do things that, that maybe nobody will ever see, but, but you love to just work in quiet doing something that, uh, that, that helps us you know, do what we need to do. Uh, gifts of administration, gifts of leadership, gifts of evangelism, telling people about Jesus. You know, some of you might, if I talk to you about going out on the streets and talking cold, cold turkey to somebody about Jesus, you might just have a heart attack on the spot, right? Because it's not what you're wired for. And that's okay. It's all of us need to be ready when someone asks us to give an answer for the hope that lies within us. But we're not all called to be confrontational evangelists going on the streets, but some of us are. Right? Where do you fit? What are your spiritual gifts? What are the things God has put inside of you? What is your heart? What do you care about? Here's a good question. What makes you angry? Because the injustice that makes you angry is probably God saying, you need to do something about this. Ouch. Right? What gets you fired up? What, what makes you just, makes the lights come on for you and you just love to do it? Well, maybe there's a kingdom purpose in that thing that you have a heart for. What abilities do you have? Right? Some of you, if, I, if, if we needed you to... Um, Mike built a couple of beautiful uh, emergency exit stairs steps for us in the back here this summer. Did a great job. Some of you, if I asked you to do that, we'd get something that looked like a birdhouse <laughs> instead of steps, Right? Um, and, and so, so maybe you've got building abilities, or maybe you've got organization abilities, or whatever. What abilities do you have, right? What's your personality? If you're an extremely introverted person, then, then a, a, you know, a ministry where you're constantly dealing with people might not be a good fit. Or if, if you're a, if you're a really you know, wound up person, then, you know, filing papers might not be the best fit for you either, right? So your personality is going to make a difference in where and how you serve. And then your experience. What have you done before? Hey, I, I you know, I was in another church before and, and I, I did this and, and it, you know, it was really... I, I know how to do that. Maybe, maybe I could bring that here. Maybe I could do that here, right? Spiritual gifts, heart, abilities, personality, experience. 
it's not, this isn't Bible, but it's a great little tool to just have a, have a filter and say, what has God called me to do? What is my shape and where do I fit? Is that good? Yeah. Because we all have somewhere that we fit. I'm going to invite you to stand with us today. Folks, my concern in sharing all this with you today is that, that it comes off like a cell job trying to get everybody in, you know, doing stuff that we need you to do. And that's not my heart. I long to see every one of you come alive. And do the things that Jesus has called you to do. If half of those teams on that list need to die, then they need to die. What's more important is that you don't die. I don't mean physically, I mean spiritually. You don't, you don't dry up. But that you come alive in doing the things that Jesus has called you to do. Because, folks, this is an adventure. If your walk with Jesus is a drudgery, you're doing it wrong. Say that with love. And I want to encourage you to engage with the calling of Christ on your life. Is that good? Let me pray with you. And I'll pray a blessing as I do on the food out there because there's some, some yummies for you to enjoy. There's, I think, some juice and some tea and coffee. And I want you to stick around a bit. It's not late. And... Uh, Take some time to visit with one another. Take some time to check out what's out there. And ask the Lord, God, where in this next season, where do I fit? Father, I thank you that you made us each uniquely. You made us each, God. And, and in doing so, in shaping us, forming us in our mother's womb, you spoke a calling over our lives. You spoke purpose over our lives. God, we don't want to squander that on the bleachers, but we want to get engaged and involved in the mission of Jesus in our city. I pray, Father, that you would encourage us to not let go of this question this week. Where do I fit? God, I pray that you would spark something in each one of our hearts that we would re-engage freshly with the, the calling and the purpose that you push, put, put upon our hearts, put upon our lives.
that as we all push together, work together, move together in unity, that God, we will see the work of your kingdom done in and through evangel so that the mission in our city is accomplished. Jesus, we pray your blessing over the ministries and the outreaches and the things that we will be doing this fall. We pray for effectiveness. We pray that the anointing and the power of your spirit would flow through our lives. That we wouldn't just put in time, but we would see fruit. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And God, I pray your blessing on the food that we're going to share together. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you folks.